at what point did you, I don't want to say become serious, but at, at some point you're like, you know what? I want to get better. Now you're sponsored. At what point do you feel that that transition occurred? Man. Hmm. Okay. So when I started out, I was a, I shot Glocks, right? And believe it or not, I was probably Glock store's first com competitive shooter. So they, you know, I got the, I had the shirt and all that. Uh, and they, they sent me stuff to modify my Glock with. I still, I still actually have some of that stuff too. Uh, and, um, and I, I don't know, I guess it was because when I shot paint, you know, as a paintball, that's a very expensive sport. And so my team, um, back then we were pretty good at getting sponsorships too. And so we were able to get free paint and free gear and stuff like that along those lines. And so it wasn't, it didn't take much time for me to realize, Hey, you know what? I, I could probably just do, put my sales pitch in and go, go talk to people and see if they're willing to, you know, help me out. And yeah, I was fairly successful in that one in, in the, in the, in the beginning, I'd say. Um, but it was it was more smaller companies, obviously, and even even today, EA is relatively a small company compared to most. Um, but that was probably twenty. I think I want to say it was probably twenty fifteen. Uh, I, I I did the Glock store thing for a little while. It wasn't really that big, really, because they I mean they did have one shooter for a little. While. I'm not sure what ever happened to them. Um, way after the fact. Uh, but you know when it comes to. Uh, competitions and how much that makes a difference compared, you know, moves the needle for them compared to the catalogs they give away for free that everyone and their uncle gets, you know, mailed to those catalogs, you know, they're not hurting for money. I don't think the competition side of things for locked store, but they're not doing is going to be hurting them at all. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was my first thing. I had a gig a little bit with a, a small company, um, mom, a, a son and father owned company called tooth and nail armory. So they came out with this uh, Glock thumb rest because I was like geeky over thumb rest way back when, and um, they sent me several. So that was kind of neat. I got you have to mill your frame out though to put them in. It's kind of you know, how did you, you like it? Have some nuts. I I still have them. My Glocks actually, I like them a lot. Okay, good. they work. They work. Is tooth and nail armory uh, still around, or are they out of business? That's a good question. That's a good question. I've got I got one of their shotguns, one of their open shotguns. I got one of their uh, one of those too. Really, really nice, nice shotgun. I haven't checked them out in a while. I would have to to, to see if they're still around. I I, I want to say they are, but I think they moved away. There was that. It was that. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the the right the shotgun anymore. I'm drawing a blank. And something I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a magazine fed. Looks like a uh, M six M M sixteen. Yeah, I think uh, it looks like they have moved to Missouri. No, they, they AR, were there. AR fifteen shotgun. Yeah, they were there when I was there. When I was in Illinois. Okay. Yeah, it looks like they have. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. This is an AR fifteen looking shotgun, the RAAC MKA nineteen nineteen. That's it. MKA nineteen nineteen. That's it. That's what it is. Boom. And it looks like it's toothandnailarmory.com, maybe. Although I'm not seeing I'm the anymore. website disabled page. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That's why it's not actually popping up in the 
in my feed, the actual website. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but that shotgun's amazing. It's it's all the Gucci. It's the Gucci up one too, or it has the the left hand charging handle on the uh, on the rail. It's, it has the uh, uh, ported compensator. It's pretty sweet. So they are no longer in business as of December of 2022, a year ago. Uh, bummer. <clears throat> there we go. Good people. Now, what point did you move to where you are now? Um, uh, 2018. So in, okay. in 2018, I got a new gig here in PA. And, uh, okay. Uh, I was able to do it back in, so it was May of 2018 where they, 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 they got us plane tickets and got to, got, got to tour it or do a recon of the, the area. <laughs> they kept us up at Hershey park. So we had to do the park as well or down here in the, I, I quickly learned how nice and how, how many different places, how many awesome places are, that are nearby this particular area. Uh, I just mentioned Hershey Park. Well, you're not too far from, you know, Pittsburgh, Philly, Baltimore, uh, Gettysburg, right? So there's a lot of different things that you could do, right? So, right, you know, from, from PA. And so, you know, you actually like it. It's nice, it's a nice place. It's a little colder than I, it's not as cold as Illinois, but still, still as you get older, cold kind of sucks. And then your, your, your season's cut really short, you know? But right, it is what it is because like one like nice thing about you, Illinois. Sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah, the, the one nice thing about Illinois is that we had a I had an indoor mat, mat, um, indoor match, a weekly Tuesday night indoor match that would happen, um, uh, you know, regardless of the weather. So that was nice. I was I was able to shoot, you know, that weekly match all the time, and it was it was good times. And you know, we just hang out with buddies and all that. So it was it was, it was awesome. It was an awesome match. So I kind of miss that. I wish we had an indoor match here. We could do the kind of the same thing and shoot over the winter. It'd be good. All right. Now, at what point did you then move out of limited 10 into a real division? Oh boy. Wow. Um, so, uh, I, I don't remember the exact sequence because remember I get bored easily. So I, that's why I have so many divisions under my belt. Um, but I, I want to say it was, uh, it was production after limited 10. So I stayed with 10 round gun. And I think it was because of, um, I took my, a buddy of mine, uh, sponsored a class with Matt Mink and Matt Mink was a big CZ guy. And I want to say I had, uh, that's when I had a couple of SPO ones. I picked up a couple of SPO ones. I, I actually shouted one of them and, uh, I used that for quite some time. Uh, not as long as I wish I did. I don't think I ever got my money back from shooting those guns, but um, it was, it was, that was one, a good training session. Um, they kept me rooted in, in low cap to an extent. And uh, I learned a lot in that training, um, in that training session with Matt and, and, uh, uh, and my buddy. Um, and then let's see here. And then I, I cut my thumb. So this left thumb, you probably can't see it in the video right there it's kind of slashed right there pretty bad and so oh, you can see where the, something moves funny yeah it's 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 really tight um okay they, when they they had to suture the uh the tendon back together and so it's a little shorter 
can't do as mm. much of a anyway um that happened in 2015 and i still wanted to shoot i had some majors i signed up for and um well i i couldn't shoot with two hands but i could shoot with one and so i picked up an open gun actually two of them um but i, I picked up open gun and i started shooting open and the main reason was is that you know you'd, you could reload less open so i just shot one hand so you you, you might be able to find a couple of videos of me out there shooting uh one-handed open <laughs> open again and you know it's funny is that i did not come last in that match okay so, there, that's there a plus i mean there are the yeah. people who got disqualified so <laughs> yeah that's including them <laughs> um, yeah I shot open for a little bit, and then once I healed back up, I went to limited. So uh, I did shoot. So my limited 10 gun for my Glock was also obviously a limited gun as well. And so I would go back and forth. So I was shooting that gun, and, and it's Gucci dad. I wish I could show you a photo of that one. That, that one's pretty sweet. It's got SJC all over it. It's pretty nice. And a whole bunch of, uh, like I said, Glock, Glock store parts on it. Um. But yeah, with that Glock, I, I, I got the A card fairly quickly in, in limited 10 and, and then later limited. Um, I did use some Glock 35s in production before I got the CZs. So I, I'm, I don't know. No, no, I didn't get, I didn't get production A, a true A card until I got here. I was here in PA. So I said, oh, okay, I'm going to go get it. So I can't remember if I got with a SIG 320 or, that's a good question. Why did I that? Or, or with a Glock 35. I don't remember. Anyway, um, but like I said, I, I bounced around so many divisions. So from from the open gun, I did go to a Tanfo limited gun, and I stayed limited for quite for a hot minute. Then I jumped to single stack. Right. And remember that friend I was telling you back in Illinois that he was a cop. All my yep. guns I ever got that were like custom guns. That usually he owned them first. So like my open guns, he owned them. I have a Gans 1911. He owned it before I did. Anyway, um, there's a couple of SIGs I got from him. <laughs> He's a cop. Go figure. He's his own FFL though, so he could get away with it back then. Good, good dude. Did Did you um, happen to notice the thumbs up emoji that popped up on your screen? No, really, did. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I turned it. it off now, but yeah, it's happened twice. That's why you see me laughing because. <laughs> you're doing the thumbs up to the screen and it's like all of a sudden this thumbs up emoji comes up on the screen. So it's the thumbs up and the balloon so far. Uh, I, I got to lock yeah. the next one. That'd yeah. Be That'd be great. Well, maybe, maybe I'll yeah, turn it so, back on and we'll see, we'll see what you come up with next. <laughs> it's back on. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so we got, so we got limited, we got production, we got uh, single stack, Open. what I, what I'm, oh, PCC. Open. So I got a PCC back before, just before, just about before I was leaving Illinois, I got a PCC because it's rel relative in the 2018, right? 2017, 2018. And oh, then there's still carry optics. I'm not sure when I got into carry optics. I don't think I got into carry optics until I was here in, P in PA. Yeah, because I don't think it was that much of a thing yet because PCC came first, right? It did. I think there was one year before. All right. PCC and then carry optics. Yep. Yep. PCC <clears throat> and then next year carry optics. Yeah. Yeah. I did PCC and then I, 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 um, I, was, I was using, of all things, my first PCC gun was a Scorpion. Man, that was, that was hard Scorpion? to live down. 
Yeah, that was hard to live down because that's a terrible gun to shoot in PCC. Now, why not do you say load? It's super uh, not okay. easy to load. All right. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy to, you know, it, well, when you using an M4 or M16 all your life, you want that mag release right there. I mean, that's what your thumbs for, right? And it's not there. It's like there. And it's dumb. Oh. I, don't, I don't get it. I'm not a fan okay. of Okay. Yeah, that's that's for AK people, I guess. If I if I grew up on the AK side of things, then I'd probably love it. But no, it's always M16, dude. So it is. It is what it is. Well, that's because you're not communist. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not either. So <laughs> I will never own an AK, ever. Yeah, I agree. I, I do I know how to use them, and I will use them if yeah. I have to. However, I prefer not to own them. Funny thing was, I had an AK, a 556 AK, in one of my deployments to the Republic of Georgia. That was what kept me safe at night against whatever was on the other side of the Caucasus Mountains. Now, was um, that yeah. so you wouldn't stand out as much? Uh, no, it was just, a, I don't know, that's what I found her in my bed one day. It's like, oh, this is cool, cool, <laughs> cool leftover item. The last guy who, who stayed in this, this, but I asked, I asked Armour, hey, is this, is this okay for me to keep in my room? Like, yeah, man, you're good. It's like, all right, cool. It was neat because it was a, one was a 5.56 AK and it had a folding, had one of those folding stock deals. It had um, airborne folding stock. So it was, you could, you can, uh, yeah, you could shoot it um, folded. Okay. Did it take straight mags or banana clip mags? It, it was, a, it was, uh, the 5.56 ones are a lot more curved. So yeah, it was, it was pretty curved. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I remember that right. Yeah. All right. So let's ago. let's let's talk about your basement for a minute. Oh sure. Was this something that happened once you moved to PA, or did you start this in Illinois? Yeah. yeah so I uh, no. It was when I moved here to PA. I got the idea though from my range there in Illinois, like because our indoor range we would hang the same material on the rails of the, uh, no emoji that time, darn it. Okay. On the, on the rails <laughs> of the, um, of the range, right? Cause you know how you, the targets go back and forth on an indoor range, yeah. right? So they, they would, we would hang them up. That's how we would set up our course. And so there's just only special hangers. So, you know, I get to this house that we moved into and I go to the basement and I look up and there's rafters like, oh, rafters. And I was like, all I need are hooks and, and snow barrier and, and one by, you know, uh, one by twos or whatever those are, um, those pieces of, you know, yeah, target stick wood, right? Yep. One by two. Them that yep. together and get some 550 cord and tie it up, you know, so I put hooks, so I could put, put, put hooks up on the rafters and put them wherever I could hang those barriers or the snow, the snow fence wherever I can just make mini stages all day long. If I wanted to just change things around, if I get bored and put targets wherever I wanted to. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's sky's the limit down there actually. But lately, uh, lately I, I've, I've kind of focused more so towards just setting up similar to similar to classifier setups kind of mm -hmm. right. Cause that, you know, it gets kind of, old after a while being as old as I am now and still in a class. <laughs> so it might be worth my while to actually practice something that will get me more better than a class. So this, you know, before it was just practicing, um, 
what you normally do to, to win a stage, right? And one that causes burnout and my hands aren't as, as young as they used to be. And so, um, uh, it's easier for me to get, uh, repetitive injuries, you know, um, yeah. with, the hand, with the hands. So yep. I gotta be careful. Injuries. Right. So I gotta be smarter on how I, how I train. So I don't get into that problem. Uh, but I tell you what, it, one, it's, it's nice to be able to do that, uh, uh, for exercise actually. Um, and, and, uh, you know, burn off some steam from work or whatever. Right. Because, uh, you just need to have an outlet of some some sort where you just go somewhere on your own and 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 purge whatever thoughts you have and and concentrate on something that, that you want to concentrate on. So that's that's the opportunity for that cheapest form of practice too. So definitely, yeah, yeah. doesn't cost you. I'm, I'm telling you though. Now I I did this yesterday, right? I was All right. smoked. All right, so. Put that back up and tell everybody what you're holding uh, up. Yeah, so this is the latest. This is the latest thing. So my buddy Make Ready PT, also known as Anthony Villanueva, said, "Hey, you're nobody until you get one of these things." He didn't say it like that, but that's how I interpreted it. But he, so he threw it on his Instagram, and I was like, "What the heck is that?" Right? And uh, I, I bought one of these from my son last Christmas time on the Oculus. Right? Looks, okay. Well, this is the the two and it's charging right now. So it's got a cable on. Okay. Um, and, and so this, this firearm looking thing gets mailed to you and, um, you put the handle or one of the grips inside it like this. And it's, it's you just shoot like a regular gun. So you have your thing, in your headset, so you don't see any of this stuff, but this is, this is stout. This is heavy. This isn't like a lightweight piece of plastic. They right. put lead in this. Right. When you hit this and, magazine yeah. release, right. It actually, pushes this trigger right here down or this button down right here. So that's your, that manual release actually works and it knows when you hit it as a reload. So you can replicate the reload by just hitting the, the bottom of the gun and the trigger. Look at this take up. There's actually true take up on the trigger. So it activates the trigger on the actual thing. Uh, yep. Whatever you call it, the controller. Right. And then when you finish with the take up, you actually have to press it all the way, which is pretty stout. It's probably a good six, six to eight pound pull to go the rest of the way. So the guys that did this literally did it for actual true competition shooters. I mean, this is designed for us. It is worth every freaking penny. Now, the one drawback is, well, it's probably not a drawback because I haven't tested it myself yet, but um, holstering it, right? Because you got this whole weird thing sticking out. So I've got to find, I think it's hard to say what this model off there, maybe a SIG, SIG 320. That's a SIG 320. This part right here, right? Yep. So I probably could modify one of my countless SIG 320 holsters and make it work. I haven't. Tim Heron. Do you follow Tim Heron on Instagram? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He He's put a king out this game. He's a freaking king. Well, he put out a video showing exactly what holster he's using and he holsters the gun. Really? Yes. Oh, game over. Yeah. Okay. So check out his Instagram, go through his feed. It's there. Um, it's like, and it's okay. like a seven minute video. Um, and he talks about what holster he uses and sure enough. Yeah, man, that thing, uh, who was, 
Oh, Frank Shu. You know who Frank Shu is? Uh, the name rings a bell. Rings a bell. Yes. Okay. Well, he was a he was a Canic sponsored shooter for a while. Um, I don't know if he still is or not, um, but he and I were chatting on Instagram. I don't know if it was private. I think it was privately, but um, you know, JJ was just using the thing, and Frank made a comment to me. He's like, "You know, they're doing something right when JJ takes the headset off and he's sweating." Mm-hmm. So yep. it, it is no joke. You get into it, yeah. you could spend a while doing it. But I, I think, but Noel, it might be made for competition shooters, but anybody can get benefit from it because, sure. I, I mean, you can shoot. I was just messing around with it. You can do group shooting. You can do speed shooting. You can do movement. You can compete against friends. You could, I was talking to um, Connor and uh, Aaron, who's the co-founder and, um, oh shoot, Noah and Tim Heron could get on the system and he could have a student from Acosta Crunchy get on the system and he can do a virtual coaching because he can see what the guy is doing. So yeah, man, it, it, it's, there's a lot of application with this thing. I, I, there's obviously going to be some limitations because it's virtual, but for what they have created and where they plan to go with it, I mean, uh, I'm really wondering now the impact it's going to have on all these other like laser training systems and stuff, because this is way beyond anything like that. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to set up cameras and, and all the, and targetry on your wall. I mean, it's literally all in Uh, front of your eyeball. Yeah, yeah, those guys. It, this, sadly, those companies are going to go broke. I mean, yeah, the thing that they're going to have to figure out something. Yeah, but even but there, even then, a, I mean, go ahead. No, I'm just saying is it it's not it's not cost prohibitive. I don't think to any no, extent. it's not. Um, because you're going to get the Oculus anyways, because you know it's one of those things that it's almost now at this point it's a commodity item. You almost have to have it. Uh, for other things aside from this. And so the, the price of this, though, is 100% worth it. It's cheap in, in yeah, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's say you buy the expensive, the Oculus 3. The, mm-hmm. what is I think it's the 128. The one with the less amount of, of memory. So it's, what, like 499 Okay, 500 bucks. Okay. Not cheap. $500 is not cheap, but in the grand scheme of things, what is that? Less than two cases of ammo. And in, cause you figure about $300 is a case is what I'll go for going case of nine millimeter ammo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you buy that it's a $20 a month subscription fee because they're constantly updating and adding to it every two weeks. Right now. If you sit there in Tim Heron in 30 hours, fired 21,000 virtual rounds. That's 21 cases of ammo. That is a Uh, crap ton. 
That's that's sixty three hundred dollars worth of ammo. So I mean, the the one thing it doesn't do, it doesn't. You don't. There's no recoil, right? No, uh, but, but I don't. But when I was shooting it, I found that I was still gripping it hard because just manipulating the trigger was causing the sights to move. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. It's all about that trigger pull because it is a stout trigger pull. I, I don't know if yeah. it could be rectified to make it a little lighter, but um, yeah, I, no, it's but fine. I, since crazy. there's no recoil, do you want to make it lighter? Because I felt like that was giving me something similar because it is so stout. You've got to grip that thing hard so that the the dot doesn't move, you know? Well, so that's just it. Because when you're watching the gun in the in the in the you know, on the in the headset, that gun's moving. So in my mind, I feel like the gun's moving too, because I'm seeing the gun move in the video. Right. That messes the heck out of me, right? It does. Uh-huh. It does. But it translates, I think, into your hands because you kind of like forget that the gun's not moving because you're seeing it moving, but it's really not moving, right? It's crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. I Optical like it. illusion. I, mean, I, 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 I thought I'd, I thought it'd be a sketch once I got it, and uh, I wouldn't like it. But then I tried it, and I'm like, I'm flabbergasted how good it is. It's there's nothing else. I mean, it's almost like the real thing, aside from the recall side. Yeah. It is. Uh, and it's, it's definitely fun. And I don't know about you, but I do all my dry. You do your dry fire in the basement. I do my mm-hmm. dry fryer in a garage and my garage is not temperature controlled. Now I could just go into my bedroom or yeah. the guest bedroom or the living room. If nobody's around, put that thing on and, and yeah. you can literally do it anywhere. There's no setup right. time. You put the stuff right. on, you turn everything on. Dude, the first time I, they were like, oh, and here's how you change the magazine. So the first time I pressed the button, I was like, I, I watched the magazine fall out of my gun. I'm like, holy cow, there's a magazine on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you wild. know what I mean? I was like, whoa, it is yeah. mind blowing. They did so good with it. I'm, I'm totally impressed. I, I'm, I'm going to bring actually it to the Great American Outdoor Show. I'm actually surprised. Oh, well, we're going to talk about that next or not next, but that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, but I, I plan on having Noah, who is their marketing manager, his card right here, and nice. Tim Heron on for an episode and talk about it. Oh, heck yeah. So yeah, they're I'm selling, to do I'm that sure they're selling hotcakes. You know, the funny thing was I expected, because so I saw JJ's post on it right i'm like oh, i'm buying one now <laughs> i hit up anthony and go hey man what's your what's your coupon code and he didn't reply so i went to his bio it's like oh it's right there <laughs> so, so i plugged it in i don't know i got like a month free with that coupon code but yeah whatever okay um, it ends up being washed with shipping charge and all that but i expected to wait like three weeks four weeks because i knew the guys were at shot it's like there's no way i'm gonna get one right away it came in uh saturday I ordered it like on Wednesday or maybe Thursday. So like, and it's coming out of Texas. I did not expect that. Like I, I thought every, the whole whole team would not be there. They would be at shot, but apparently they were shipping. So I'm like, yeah, buddy. So I, I posted there and I just like, thanks a lot, JJ. You made me buy <laughs> spend 200 bucks on something. I'm not so sure. Well, I don't know what I said exactly, but that's what I was thinking. Right. I'm 
dude, it's it's a given. You just got to get it. It's if you don't have one yet, you're you're not one of the cool kids because it's it's awesome. I'm gonna go. Yeah, and I, and, and look, we're done. When I'm done here. Well, and and the the podcast is called Casual Shooters Podcast. So yeah, buddy. You know, so my point is, if you're a casual shooter, even if you just want to get better, you know, with your gun and you don't have the money or the time or whatever, because maybe your your closest range is an hour away, mm-hmm. dude, this is the next best thing. Like, I like Cool Fire Trainer. I like different ideas, but I have not seen anything like this. Right. And, I got a cool and, fire trainer. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like, like those. You name a draft dry fryer system. I don't have, I, I definitely probably already have it, but this right here, it's like, Oh, this is, this is the game changer. This is, really is absolutely a game changer. Now there is a game changer for your AR 15 though. And that's cool. Fire trainers uh, coming out with an AR 15. I saw buy. that. I saw a video on that. I like, oh, I, I played I with it. Try that just because it'd be cool. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, it looks neat. And one charge is 80 to 85 rounds. Uh, trigger pulls. Seriously. 80 to 85 trigger pulls. And dude, I was sitting there playing with it, holding it. You know, they had... Um, it, Every year I go to SHOT Show, I go to the Cool Fire Trainer booth. And, okay. you know, they have little tiny white targets about sure. three to four inches in diameter on in their booth, cool. different areas. And you put that thing up to your eye and you pull the trigger and it's enough recoil to move the sight where you either have to pull it in hard and lean into it to control Mm, it, you know, and kind of get that rhythm down. But it is, it's very nice. Very nice. I dig. I I like the AR one because you don't have to take off the laser every time you want to recharge it. So that's one drawback of the nine or the pistol ones. Like, to be honest, I never even use a laser for the pistol ones. I just use it for the recoil impulse. But I right. went so crazy with the cool fire trainer. Actually, I actually bought a CO2 tank. <laughs> like, I fill up the, um, I could charge their bottles, the, C- the paintball bottles with them. Um, and I don't have to worry about going someplace else. Because I, I used to be able to get them at Dick's. So, so like, you bought a compressor? No, I, I would, I got a big tank. Oh, okay. So I got I you. And then from there, the, you can refill the other ones. Yeah, the paintball bottles. I got you. Yeah. So, but the, the, the drawback with them is that after X number of rounds, they freeze up. And so you got to sit that one down and you have to grab another one that's, that's already cooled off. That's, that's a drawback. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's still, I like, the, I like the recoil. So the recoil impulse for me, the main reason why I got it is because when I cut my left hand, I still wanted to be able to shoot because I couldn't do anything in my left hand when my thumb was messed up and I had stitches. Okay. And once it healed, it was still not right. Like I, I had to go to physical, like when I was able to do this again, I literally started crying because I couldn't do this. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't do that. That wasn't possible. I, in the very beginning, I could barely do that. But wow. after the stitches were out, this was impossible to do. So anyway, um, the cool fire trainer killed me, I would say, is because it, or uh, what's a better way of putting it? Um, uh, made it so I could become confident in myself again and be able to shoot one-handed. Because there was a time where, ah, there's my thumb. Huh. <laughs> where, where, there where it I is. I wasn't able to shoot. 
We can only. So I would take the procedural when there was a match or a stage. <laughs> Keeps doing that. Whenever there was a stage where uh, I'll just keep my hands down here now, um, <laughs> where uh, where you're required to shoot, we can only. You know, I couldn't do it. My hand was just too messed up. So I would take the mm. procedural and do everything on the right hand. Anyway, that's the thing. Okay. But I was, I, was I, w I did get to the point where I could shoot with both hands. So that, you know, that worked out. So it's interesting that you you've tried out all these different systems too. So, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, tri trial and error in in this in this passion of of ours. I mean, you know, it goes back to uh, not getting not getting bored too easily, right? Like, you know, mm. what, what's your other passions? Aside from shooting guns, do you have anything else you like doing? This. That's it. Oh, podcasting. Yeah, no, you do a good yeah, job. Yeah, podcasting, shooting. Guys. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it, there's a lot of time that's devoted, that gets devoted to it. So it's very, uh, all consuming in a way. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I recently got into motorcycling. So, um, that's like been, motocross, especially obviously. No, no, no. Just riding a bike just going out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Like cruising. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can say that going out riding going back and you know using as using saving gas <laughs> from from the yeah. cars right it's better gas mileage. but I took, we did a camping trip one time my wife and i we went camping with from the motorcycle yeah it's a, it's a adventure bike so you stuff everything in there and you make it work it, it you we only went out for one night so it wasn't like we're out for a whole weekend that'd be kind of hard how big are those saddle bags oh they're huge they, oh, okay. they, so it's a BMW, and so these ones expand out. So I could have them tuck in. There's a little bar inside that you that you pull up or pull down on, and it expands out. You know, Germans are pretty smart like that. And then the same thing with the top cap. So I have all three saddlebags, and then uh, I have a um, either I would wear the backpack, or my wife would wear the backpack. We have that there too. But yeah, this is something that's that's kind of fun to do. Yeah, there's a lot of you know that's one thing nice thing about PA. There's a lot of places that camp out here. Okay. Thing is, is you gotta wow. get those you gotta get those re reservations in early. <laughs> they, they right. Now, before we we move on to the Great American Outdoor Show, which I wanted to talk to you about, um, okay. what are your practical shooting goals? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, to keep shoot really to keep shooting as long as I can, really. You know, the, the, I, that there was a one point where I was chasing the, the, the M card or the GM card and whatnot. And, and to be honest, I think it, it happens when it happens, right? Especially now with accumulated injuries and the, the fear of, of, uh, of what, what we call the repetitive, having a repetitive use injury. Because mm -hmm. um, you, you don't want to get to the point where you hurt yourself so bad or you can't do it anymore, right? I mean, that's like we're, right. we're talking about motocross or, you know, even race car drivers, they go out and they're, they're at 11 and they go out of control and boom, they're, they're not doing that anymore for the rest of their lives. And you get some, ex some extremist sports out there that do that, you know, not, not, not jumping airplanes, but they got the whole, you know, squirrel suit on the flying mm -hmm. squirrel suit and they're, they're doing, and you know, you make a mistake on that. You're, you're, that's it. Um, yeah. There, yeah. There's no, you're done. 
Right. So like, so no sports more so do it as long as you can and just being the influence you need to be with the folks around you. Like there's, there's, there's a lot to be said where everyone wants to win. Well, not everyone, but the, the folks out there that are the winners as competitors, right? There's a difference. You got the competitor guys and you got the guys that are like B class for life guys. And not that that's a bad thing, but a lot of times those guys are there because they, they enjoy being there with, with fellow people who are like-minded. And that's, um, in this culture, you don't see that quite a bit, right? I mean, let's face it, it's, it's, we're, it's, it's, a, it's a different world nowadays. And uh, to be able to go there and you got folks that you just listen and you hear it. And, and what's neat in our, in our crowd or this community up here is you got, you got it all. You got, you got the old, you got the young, you got, um, you, there's even some folks that are, that are disabled that are going out there doing things. Right. Uh, yep. there's a, there's a deaf gentleman that comes out and shoots with us quite often. Um, I shot a match, I think it was Western PA. There's a guy on a wheelchair uh, 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 on, on my squad. And I don't know, everyone has a story. And I, I, I think at this point in my life, I like to hear those stories, what, what they're all about, why they do what they do, what they do, um, and, and try to learn from that. And, and then ask myself that question, like, am, am I doing it right? What can I do better in my life to, to try to, uh, you know, hopefully help others, if that makes sense. So to not try to get so, you know, out there with you. In terms of things, but when it comes to when it comes to shooting, it, it's there's more to it than just going out there trying to shoot all alphas or trying to go as fast as you can. I think because you got you got a squad of dudes, and then you got you know maybe you're the RO or or whatever, and you want to keep people safe. Uh, that's that's the key piece to this, you know. And then if you know if you want to get go down the the go down the angle of how convoluted things have gotten, you know from a political side there, I suppose in, in USPSA, I suppose there's that, but in reality, I do enjoy, um, the idea again, that you're around folks that are like-minded because, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's America when you're out with these guys. So it's awesome. It is. It's, it's much more pleasurable being around people that are, all like-minded in a way, you know, yeah. at least in regards to shooting. Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. In it, 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 like I, I saved the level two stuff for putting the game face on and, and then just, you know, it's, it's all about the skill I put on the table at that point in time. But it's, I mean, from a competitive aspect, when you're thinking like that, that's, that's tough, man. Uh, you know, it, you, it's a, it's a, there's a phrase people like to say, right? It's a marathon, uh, not a, not a sprint. Not a sprint. Yeah. You know, and so in a, in a major, you have 13 stages, 10 or 13 stages. And, you know, you, you're doing, you're doing your best to be consistent through all stages. That's just, as a human being, that's just hard to do. That's one, one other part of it that I like where, yeah, it's stressing you out and you're, you're trying to be as perfect as possible. Right. Um, but you can't be. And so how do you recover from that? So, you know, there's a lot of aspects to this. Like one is again, that improving on my ability to come back after a bad stage. And uh, of course, not having the bad stage in the first place would be great, but you know, that's what makes some of these stages challenging. And then uh, another aspect would be 
um, uh, you know, preparing for the match itself. You got some, <laughs> you have some, uh, uh, some gear things you have to do, right? You have to learn, like, the last mistake I made in my last major is my, my mags or springs were smoked by the end of the year, right? Mm. So I, I know I had an issue at least two of the stages where, where, where my mags were just done. They just didn't want to feed anymore. So, I, you know, this year I bought fresh mags and ready to go. And I always have a backup mag or backup spring just in case. Uh, fresh mag springs to go. And I got backup springs just in case. So, um, yeah, I, you, you learn something new every season, I think. And you try to bring that to the table and, and just improve and get better and it's it's upward it's an uphill battle, but and okay. So the other thing would be memory, right? There's there's one factor of the sport I really appreciate, and that's your ability to visualize your stage plan, memorize it, and just try to do your best to execute it. And then after you're done with the stage, remember, you know, like close your eyes and say, okay, this is what I felt when I did this. This is what I felt when I did that. And you know, that that's kind of hard to do, but when it it you, I think you appreciate your own skill set more when you're able to replay stuff and and then compare that to what the vi- the video shows, right? It's like, oh man, I, yeah, I envisioned doing like that, but it really wasn't as sexy as I thought it was, you know? Um, yeah, and I like watching the the other shooters really. Some of the so I, so I try to squad with some of those those, those awesome dudes out there. You know, Nick Reynolds, uh, all the guys from, um, uh, um, uh, what's it called? The beer, the beer guys. What's their? Hold my hold, beer. Hold my beer. Team hold yeah. my beer, those guys. Those guys are freaking wicked good. It was so awesome to watch them shoot. Right. Um, and um, uh, who's my local here? Chris, Chris Gilnett. So whenever, oh, yeah. whenever okay. uh, cause he lives, he lives just down the road from me per se. And we oh. share the same home range, and so uh, whenever there's a match that he, he goes to, I'll, I'll hit him up. So he wants to carpool, so we'll carpool a lot of matches together. And I learn a lot watching that young kid. He's he's amazing with that open gun. He does he does a really good job. Um, uh, he's got a long way. He's shooting really well. So it's fun to watch his, his videos whenever he posts them. Right. Yeah, he's very good. Really good. So now so, yeah. now that you're now that you're aging. And your your faster years, I'm not going to say your better years, your faster years are behind you. Um, any plans on match directing, assistant match directing, anything like that? Um, uh, I would, okay, so I've been, now that my work situation per se is stabilized, there's a possibility where I could match direct a, 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 if we could do it a Thursday night match at our local club. Um, kind of probably angle it towards, uh, I mean, this is a pipe dream now. I don't know if it'll ever come true, but it was something I've been thinking about since day one of moving here to PA. Because uh, because that was our Tuesday match in, in Illinois. Um, was a, was it was an indoor match. It was really a practice match, but you know, we go in there and you shoot a stage and it's five bucks a run. And if you want to run multiple state, you know, runs on that stage, you can, you just have to pay five bucks. So that was great. And if I could emulate something like that here in, at our local mat or our local club, and it wouldn't be anything difficult. I mean, you, you make it as difficult as you want, but it, you kind of keep right. it quick, keep it simple, but you're getting the reps in. 
um, and you're creating accountability. So like when you pay, right, there's accountability now because you know you don't want to waste five bucks over and over and over again, right? You want to, and then at the end of the day, you're, you're on practice score because you, you can see who wins or, you know, how well you did amongst your peers, et cetera. And, um, uh, you know, I think a lot of folks that do this sport are competitors, even though, you know, they know they're not going to win. They still think they're, they want to see what, where they stand in the grand scheme of things. Uh, there's one couple um, that shoot, and they usually shoot revolver in our neck of the woods, um, Rob and Janice. And um, it's funny, you know, because uh, uh, it's just cute to watch them go back and forth and say, hey, I beat you this last stage. And um, yeah, anyways. Are they married? They are, yeah, yeah. they okay. are. And, uh, they're they're retired now too, and so, um, it's uh, and you know, it's funny is I was able to get Janice to shoot 1911s for a little while. You know, she got off the, the for the last two years actually she was shooting 1911s, so she got off the whole uh, revolver bandwagon for a little while. So that was nice to see. So same number of rounds. <laughs> uh, well, she's shooting minor. She had 10, 10 versus eight plus okay. some party. Yeah, but she would smoke. She would smoke Rob every. Yeah, she would smoke at Rob every now and then. I'd give Rob a hard time. It'd be it's so great, it's so fun. It's like, hey, I like that Janice beat you again, Rob. What's up? <laughs> Get beat by girl. Yeah, you, oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have some excuse to be kind of good. It's like, oh, I let her win. It's like, yeah, okay. Nah, no, but you know, stories like that. That's why we do it, right? I, 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 I not nowadays. Um. Now, now I know you. Um, said Rob Epiphania is a good friend. Um, yes. So, and I know you've coordinated training stuff with him and things like that. Uh, is that something you see yourself doing more of? Maybe coordinating training sessions, helping, anything oh, like so, that? So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, in March, March, the weekend before Easter, I want to say it's like the 23rd, 24th. Uh, man, I got to pull up the sure. calendar. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I don't um, know uh, the date yeah. for Easter. Uh, uh, yeah, 20, 23rd, 24th. Um, so there's going to be a training session available with, with Rob at Fafania there at, at West Shore Practical Shooters or West, West Shore Sportsman's Association, the WSSA. Okay. And, uh, yeah, hit me up or hit hit Rob up for that training. If anyone here in Area Eight is interested in that, or if you're traveling further, it, sh it should be a good course. Yeah, I, I don't know if anyone's signed up yet, but thanks for giving me the opportunity to pitch that. Is that a one day training class or two day or what? No, it'll be two day. It'll be two day, okay. Saturday and Sunday. So all okay. day Saturday, all day Sunday, and if. The class is really good. We probably have a barbecue at my place afterwards or at the range because they have a nice little pad there now for that kind of stuff. Wow. That's a really nice facility. West Shore is gone. If I wasn't going to be crippled, I'd, I'd try to make it. Oh, no. Oh, you get the surgery. That's right. Yeah, I've got knee surgery yeah. on the 5th of March, so March, I'm yeah. not doing much of no, anything. It's too early. That's too, that's too early. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Uh-uh. I mean, unless you guys allow wheelchairs. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Keep, keep from sitting. Uh, no, right. No, no. Yeah. Uh, my entry into uh, and out of shooting positions might not be the best. <laughs> right. That wasn't very smooth, Dave. We had to pick up your wheelchair again. 
<laughs> All right. So now I'm curious. I've seen pictures on your Instagram of where you've been to the Great American Outdoor Show, which is at the Pennsylvania mm-hmm. Farm Show Complex. Um, and mm-hmm. look, I've looked at it the last few years because it is ginormous. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, it's big. It, it is big. From a co- So I want to ask you the question, is it worth visiting? But I want to ask you that question from a couple different perspectives. One, if you're just a competitive shooter, does it even matter? Two, if you're a casual shooter, and maybe you just have, you're a gun enthusiast and you enjoy shooting guns and being outdoor and stuff, is it worth going? Uh, okay, so my take on it is if you're a casual shooter, it's, it's geared towards you. Right. Okay. Um, it's it's definitely not geared towards competitor, unless you're like your competitor fisherman or competitor um, uh, archer. archery guy, because they they do archer because then they do that kind of stuff there. Um. But f- for a competitive shooter, you're going to get more out of probably the NRA show and obviously shot, because you'll have more of the the big wig, you know. Because like I'm trying to think. The last couple of shows, well, I've I've done the last. This will be my fifth show with EA, and to be honest, I don't remember because again, it's a long show. So to have to have like nine days, right? So to have um, a sponsored shooter there the entire time is next to impossible. We had we had well, so they would be like folks that that don't want nationals that are sponsored, kind of like me. That would be there. They, they'd be all jerseyed up. Um, but as far as national national um, champions, honestly, I don't think I remember to, to date. I don't remember any of those guys being at this particular show. If and okay. if they did, they probably squeezed in there for a day and then left. But they weren't there at a booth for the entire time. If if you know what I mean. Ha, ha, yeah. Have you been to Shot Show? Not yet. No. No. I, I wanted to go this year, but it didn't. Just wasn't the card. So I think next year is, a, is a, almost a guarantee. So are you familiar I've been to, enough with it that you can tell me what the difference is between the great American outdoor show and a shot? Show? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, so this was tailored mainly to folks that are outdoorsmen, right? So great outdoor show. So like you'll get, um, you'll get an area of the whole, okay, have you been to the farm show area or farm show? I have not. Thing. Okay. It, this is, so if you can imagine this complex built upon complex, built upon complex, built upon. So there's a, like, and then some areas are like stadiums where they would do horse roping and the other part would be another stadium where they could do bull riding or whatever. So there's a bunch of different complexes within this farm show complex. It's just huge. It's massive. Um, and so they'll divvy up the areas and one area actually just has folks that will sign you up to go do a safari hunt somewhere in Africa or do a safari, well, I don't know if they call it safari, but a, a hunt in Colorado or Arizona or New Mexico, whatever, for big game, okay. right? Uh, and that's nothing but those guys. And then, of course, you'd have, just like you have at gun shows, the guys that sell, like, food and jerky and, you know, pickles. Okay. Right? Yeah. And those booths would be there, too. Hey, you got my attention. Kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> well, some of those boots are pretty dang good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I am yeah. impressed with this pickle right here. This is a pretty damn good. 
Yeah. Um, so they'll, they'll be, those kind of things will be scattered amongst. And then, so you, I mentioned archery. There'll be a big archery setup area. There'll be an area where there's guys training dogs, right? Mm, um, there'll be an area okay. that has, there'll be a big glass tank. If you watch people fish in the big glass tank, because it's a big semi truck that's glass and they literally have fish and you get up there and you fish and catch your fish that way. And they'll have little small fish pond areas for little kids too. So they could, they could fish out in this other area as well. They'll, they'll have, they'll display cars. There'll be cars that'll be there. Like um, all types of weird cars, different cars, regular cars um, or vehicles, I should say, actually. They had this one really nice one that was a tracked vehicle. I wish I got it, man. It was so cool, but it was stupid expensive too. But it was uh, it's like, uh, just imagine a skateboard or a snowboard that has a track, right? It's like a, a tank track on it. Nuts. It's so cool though. Um, they had the uh, uh, Rockons. You, you know what a Rockon is? It's a two wheel motorcycle or a two wheel drive motorcycle. The front wheel is a uh, motorized too. Yeah, they'll have all. So anything that Uh-oh. you would think that outdoorsmen would need, like a tree stand, okay. uh, a retailer would be there, right? Um, people sell fishing poles, a bunch of those guys, right? Uh, um, if you're looking for outdoor 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 cold weather gear right like gator like gator skin that's what we got we're, we're always waiting for the, the gator skin booth to show up again and we can never find it but that's some good good quality stuff to keep you warm out in the field um let's see and then of course the, the area where the guns are so uh there's they they reserve one area for for all the firearms and majority of the firearms company showed like even sig was there last year yeah sig was there last year and okay um most of the ones that were not most majority a lot of the ones a lot of the big name ones that were a shot are there too right their boost just won't be as big that's what the big difference is right okay uh but you you know you'll have like hollison was next door to us last year i don't think their next door is this year huh um uh, you'll have like uh, concealed carry holster people there, like um, cross crossbreed was there, um, and they're they're always neat to hang out next to uh, at because at the end of the show they'll say, "Hey man, you want a belt?" Because they don't want to bring this stuff back with them. Yeah, like yeah, I want a belt. So hook a brother up. So yeah, I got some pretty awesome crossbreed crossbreed man, belts. Man, even though it's not allowed, the last so my first shot show that I ever went to was 1996. Oh boy. Yeah. And when on that Sunday, when we were getting ready to leave, uh, I cannot think of the folding knife, the company, the knife company, um, off the top of my head, but it was bench bench made. No. Um, I know what it is. I'm just having a brain fart, but anyway, same thing. Like they were going to have to pack up and I bought one of their knives for cold steel. That's who it was for 40 bucks. Mm, okay. Best knife to this day I've ever owned who the TSA stole it from me. Bastards. But, oh uh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of my fault. I left, forgot it in my pocket. I always carry my, my knife. Oh, okay. it was okay. clipped right there. And I get to the security thing and I'm like, Oh crap. And at that time there was no way to ship it to yourself or do anything. Yeah. It was a Friday night and I'm like, look, I'm coming back Sunday. Can you guys just put it to the side and I'll get it? They're like, nope. So I know somebody got my knife because it was the greatest knife I've ever owned. But anyway, Man. so are, 
So right. at this place, can you actually buy stuff or is it like SHOT Show where there are no sales? It, it depends. Um, on whether you're so a criminal There was not. a booth across from... Say again? I said on whether you're a criminal or not or what? What does it depend on? No, okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's guys that sell parts, right? So if you wanted to build your own AR... Uh, you could probably do that. Okay. Um, I got you. Yeah, I don't know about getting the lower there, but everything else you could probably get. You, you could get a lower there, I would imagine. But, yeah, I don't remember. You could buy ammo there. there there's guys. Matter of fact, I almost bought um, 9 mil uh, one time. There, there's someone was having, offering a really good price on 9 mil there last year, but I, I held off. I was like, I reload. I don't need that. Um, targets? Like... Uh, Certain target companies would be there. So if you need uh, steel, mm. um, they would be there. So like I, I don't remember what company that was now, but I got some steel in the past at at the show. Um, safes, if you're into safes. Champions so there are there. some things you um, can purchase there, but not oh, yeah. necessarily yeah. not a whole firearm. Okay, so how that works, like my booth would be selling. We we would we wouldn't you wouldn't be able to buy it and pick it up from us. But next door to us we have a company that we're partner with called Kinsey's right next door to our booth. So if a company okay. if a person comes in our booth and says, Hey, I like this new influencer that you're selling. It's in ten mil and it's full size and it has a cool rail on it and it has a, it's ready for optic, right? And it's got ambidextrous safeties and these cool hexagon grips and a magwell. You know, you want the simple. This is not an ad. It just sounds like one. <laughs> it's definitely not an ad. You want this 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 influencer from and you know, uh, Kenzie's could get it to you, and um, and uh, you know, you you buy from them. They would ship to your FFL, but if you're local, you go to their store and pick it up. You could even pick it up that day because they have they have hours that they're open during the show, uh, and a lot of folks who did that. So it would be neat. Like I'd see, uh, we we you know we would get regulars, um, fans, I guess you want to call them, and they'd show up that Saturday, the first day of the show, right? And then it, they would come back Friday or Sunday, the following Sunday, because you have your old ticket from from whenever you showed up Sunday, you come back in for free, the the last Sunday of the show. So we would say to see the same customers later on in the week, say, yeah, I already got my gun. Like we picked up from Kinsey's the other day or whatever. It's awesome. They already took it shooting it or whatever, and then tell us their stories. So that's always that's always awesome feedback, and cool. and uh, I don't know I, I I I get a kick out of that when you especially I mean, you get to get a lot of I mean so we'll have a price book there and I last year we had a twenty percent deal if if it was an in stock gun Kinsey's had right and so they would get the regular list price twenty percent off so that was kind of neat I'm glad we did that I think we might be doing that this year but I'm not one hundred percent certain. I would imagine we would be. Why wouldn't we? We did it last year. But anyways, I'm not. I'm not in charge. I just. I, I just show up and help convince people that it's the best thing ever. So, yeah, not ad. Okay. <laughs> right. But the, these new guns, these new 2024 line of guns that uh, we got in are pretty awesome. I mean, I just showed you that one that's camouflaged um, in black, which is a pretty, pretty sweet one. And then now we got this green one that's also camouflaged. Oh. And it's, it. And this one has a. I think what is it? What's the standard size? One and a half by twenty-eight. 
Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I put a SIG can on this one not too long ago. It's freaking cool, and it's plated also for optic. These optics are cut for uh, RMSC. Okay, so the smaller footprint optics. Yep. The micro compacts. Micro micro dots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the new polymer. We call this one the, the disruptor green camouflage. I, can you, does this come out? Can you see that? Camouflage it does. Job? I actually like it. Yeah. I do like it. It is. Yep. I'm like, I dig it, man. I don't, it, the, the guy who did not this quite really a good. woodland camouflage pattern, but close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does have the brown, but the, the fact that it's camouflage at all is pretty sweet. The black one again, I think. No, the black one's harder to tell now that you've said it. And sometimes when the, yeah, there you go. Okay. A little bit of some gray in there. Okay. Yeah, they did. They did a really good job on on these. Now, are they doing that in house or are they sending, is somebody else doing that? Uh, As far as I know, they're doing it in house. They're doing it in Turkey. In Turkey? Okay. Um, And then uh, this is the untouchable. So this this one is a officer style, same style of grips as that first that first one, hexagon. So these are these style of grips are new, Magwell, also. So to have a subcompact or an officer with a Magwell, I I love that. That's so awesome. Can you drop the mag and let me see the Magwell again? And if you're listening to this, you should probably go and look at it on YouTube. Okay, so it's like a a three sided Magwell. Yeah, there's a flared opening there because the magazine. That way, you, if you wanted to seat um, the short, shorter magazine, you can. But you, you know, I would, I'd still use eight round magazine, but whatever. This is a seven round forty-five. Okay. Yeah. And this one is this is called the untouchable line. So you got the untouchable, and then you have the influencer. And the difference mainly is that the, the untouchable does not have the optic ready like the influencer. So this one will be a, at a better price point than the. Than this uh, okay. One. And the influencer. So influencer like the influencer is a double threat yeah a dual threat yeah i guess that's it's a dual threat yeah and then uh the last one they actually sent this to us for, for my wife's christmas present i would say and uh this one's called the lady with the mc14t tip-up barrel so like this is pretty cool watch this bam okay so if 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 you have challenges like I do with racking a slide because it's so hard on my thumb or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, you don't have to rack the slide anymore. You just pop it up, put your first round in, close it, and you're ready to rock. And right? then you insert can, the can, mag and it automatically feeds? Yeah. That's your first. Nice. You know, once your, your, mags are, you could, your mags are already in there, right? And you have your first right. left, you know, one round in your hand. And okay. And close it. Ready to go. Pretty yeah, wild. You can, so you have the option to have it locked and cocked like a regular 1911, so, or or keep it in double action mode like you would with your 92 Beretta and just be able to you know pull the trigger. You could even put on safe in that mode too if you wanted to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to be extra crazy. Well. Yeah, extra, extra, super safe. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's really nice about the ladies. Look at that. It is pretty nice. Oh, wow. It's even a, yeah, an image of a woman. Okay. Yeah. And I forgot to mention, it's ported. It's four ported. It is ported. Okay. And I take it it's a nine mil? No, it's 380 ACP. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. What's yeah. the, but that doesn't look like a, that looks like a, what, a three and a half to four inch barrel? Uh, yeah. The, so the barrels, I'd say closer to four inch. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. Here. I got one of these cool tools right here in front of me. It's four and a four and a, almost four and a half actually. Wow. Okay. Don't, I don't thought me knows the no. Is this four right. and a half? Exactly four and a half. Boom. There you go. A three eighty with a four and a half inch barrel. Okay. That's ported. And a and a that rail. That is ported. And a rail for you can put a light on it. You can yeah. You can do whatever you hang a monkey off the bottom. Yeah. You didn't hear the the gold accents is what got me. I was going to say, and you've got gold. Now, what are the gold accents up front on the front of the rail? This guy here, that's the hinge point for the barrel to tip up. So the, the, okay. the top part of the barrel that's attaching, that has that's ported right here, attaches right there. So you just shut it. So what, now does what the... reciprocates then, obviously, is a slide. Right. The barrel, the barrel doesn't move. It's a straight barrel like a 92. Right, because it's it's basically a copy of a of a Breda. Okay, so how do you disassemble that sucker? Um, that's a good question. I haven't gotten that far with it yet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I I haven't. I, we haven't even shot it yet. It has a tag on it still. I see that. Yeah, we'll 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 uh, we'll cross that bridge when that time comes. All right. I will I will learn. I, now that you put me on the spot, I will learn how to do that. At some point soon. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I like to think I ask the tough questions on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I agree. It's a good question. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's that is uh, um, prime the primary new line of twenty twenty four. We we do have some. There, there, there is another tip up, or not tip up, another, another version of this coming out that doesn't tip up. Okay. It's called like the eighty four. And uh, I just have to pull up the web page. There's another one too, but yeah, they're all on EA's eacore.com's web page. All the new. You seem to enjoy out. popping that barrel up and clicking it back down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, ASMR when you have thumb surgery. <laughs> We have to regrow a new thumb. Yeah. yeah. Kind of appreciation <laughs> yeah. for something like this. It's smart. I hear you. Really smart. MC14 BDA is what one's called. And the other one's called MC14 G84. And the difference between the BDA and G84 is the G84 has got the slide cut out. So you see, you see the barrel on that slide. Mm. Otherwise, it's the same gun. And they do look like they okay. might, they're, they're both optics ready too, which is kind of neat. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, and then the, Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, at this point, everything might as well be optic cut. You know what I mean? It's so smart. It's, I mean, it does. It's it so is. easy to shoot these guns with a dot. I mean, you don't have to really think really. You just move from position to position and you just rack on the trigger. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. that, that gun still looks small enough. You could easily carry it concealed. So why wouldn't you want to put a dot on it? You know, with some shake awake technology and, Carry it this 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 one is not dot ready. Actually, you know what? I don't. Now I'm looking at the pictures more closely. I don't know if these are dot ready. No, I'm sorry, I misspoke. That's not a screw. I thought that was a screw in the picture. 
the same looking thing as this has. So there's a takedown pin. Right oh, here, I got you. That a recessed. And so right. this, yeah, these pictures are the same thing. That's not a plate. I thought so it was. Disregarded. I would imagine at some point. Well, not really. I mean, these ones are all done ready. These bigger ones. Right. But yeah. But, you know, maybe next year. There you go. You got to save something for later on. Announce next year. Q4. Q4, you know? Yeah. That's how it works. Well, Noel, I pretty much asked everything uh, I wanted to cover. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Man. You know, a spot like that. I, I mean, I could talk all day about this kind of stuff. Really, it's it's fun. It really is. Like, um, you know, what you do and how you get folks on your podcast. I think that means a lot. Uh, I, I know there's a reason behind your marketing. Me calling, me calling, you know, calling yourself the Casual Shooter Shooters Podcast, and that's great because it, you know, uh, to get regular folks on that aren't necessarily national champions or far from it or whatever and just your story it's it's fun it's fun to listen to and uh i, I look forward to your episodes it's it's good stuff really good stuff i, I actually look forward to people's <laughs> your favorite movies and books too it's like oh man that's a good one okay like, that's a all right i'll look into that book i haven't heard that one because i like a while ago i was thinking elon the you know, the autobiography of elon musk i'm not sure if you heard that one yet or, or read that one yet that's pretty intense i have not that read it but i've heard about it yeah that guy's uh something else but he, he's, he's doing stuff he's shaking and moving i i'm surprised you stayed away from the political talk about uspsa yeah are you not the, not the tr not to trigger anything but yeah i was actually surprised like oh well because all the other podcasts nowadays are kind of talking about it so i figured we, they are but That's okay. you know. i i didn't establish the podcast to to talk about the USPSA specifically, it's shooting. So yeah. I don't mind talking about it. I give my opinion to everybody I talk to, but I, I, yeah. it's not what the, the podcast is about. So for sure. No, I get it. There's, there's, there's time and place, right? Um, yeah. yeah I, I hope to see you at another match. I'd love to squat with you one of these days. We can shoot together and shoot and talk talk more stories and, build, and share more stories. Yeah. Unfortunately, I probably won't be shooting till the end of the year at the earliest, but um, there is a plan to be at area eight and do some sports center style media at area eight. Oh, very nice. I remember that podcast clearly. I'm like, man, if anyone could do it, that's Rob or Dave. I'm sorry. Dave could pull that. could totally pull that off. Um, yeah. Jay, Jay Slater and I are looking to do it. So really yeah. yeah i don't know man I, you get to me you need like a serious amount of tools per se like the hardware that's that to me sounds intimidating to get all that hardware configured and wired right and and all that stuff angled right but we'll find more power it. to you i hope you can pull it off yeah we're gonna we're gonna try we'll see how it turns out i think it'll be i i think even if it doesn't go with the way we have it planned in our head I think it'll be good enough that people will get value out of it. So, Oh, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, even when you're attending national and you're just talking at the awards banquet, right? That's, that's so much value added, uh, not just to the sport, but to uh, ah, the, the folks that have done it so, such a, for so long time and they, they're wanting to see, you know, who, 
who who steps on that podium and you know who the winner is or um just to see everyone else there having a good time together i mean man were you at that nationals where one of the guys was completely lit i don't know if you're that one or not or you're watching it uh i don't uh, think i was at 20 21 and 22 carry optics okay no you missed it then i was it was 22 but it was um it was uh it was it would have been iron sights yeah it was great i was like oh my goodness these guys are out of control that's how i wish dave was your film in it show the world oh lord (laughs) yeah yeah anyway yep this is a great sport I enjoy doing it. I hope to do it a long time. And that's, I guess that's my long-term goal is to be able to do a long time and hear, hear stories and share stories. And, and, and we had yeah. a local guy who was shooting till he was 84 until he passed. So yeah, it, it can be done. It's as long as you want to do it. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, man, to go in a little bit of tangent there, that, that's the probably one of the hardest things about this sport, right? is um uh the, the guys that leave the range right um like i had a close friend of mine who he would you know he, he would he was he was just a joker his name was kevin monk and anyone who's listening to this podcast if you're in illinois you know who kevin is and i love that guy he was he was really awesome and um he would tease me he'd make fun of me all the time not just me everyone else too but it, it, he'd make it feel like it was me he was picking on and it just maybe because I was a, I knew I was a better shooter than him, I you know, but that's okay. You just go ahead, tease me all you want. But to have that kind of spirit there that uh, that made it fun, right? Because he was a light of the squad, or he was a light of the club. When he showed up, you know, you're gonna you're gonna giggle at least once or twice because uh, yeah, you could crack some jokes. He's a great dude, and yeah, yeah, that you know, and in um. That's the community we have, though, right? You want to, you, you sh- a lot of times, you, I feel bad when a match sells out, like, but the folks that are there that stay there like five minutes early, 10 minutes early, just hit the button to try to get in the match. Cause, you know, this year is crazy in terms of selling out. They sell out quick. Right. In area eight. Yeah. Illinois didn't have that problem, really. <laughs> in Illinois, you could just show up and you could still get on the squad. But here, man, it's rough. But once you're there and you know you're in and you're on that squad, you know, you're going to have some stories together. The further east you move, the worse it gets. Definitely. Or west, because I'm sure it sells out in California quite quite easily, too. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing. It's that whole center section where there's less population that, you know, yeah. you have a better chance of being in a match. But, yeah, you hit any of the populated areas, and it seems like they – I mean – I've I've waited two minutes to register for a local match and been put on a waiting list. You know, it's like that's ridiculous. So, yeah. but it's it is rough. what it is. I mean, you do what you can. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. So going back to your saying, well, no, we'll cut it short. We could talk about it next time. But yeah, I I, I do enjoy it, and I I love what you, what you're doing, and I appreciate you doing what you're doing. I appreciate the feedback. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. All right, Noel, until next time, you take care and be safe. All right, go Niners. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.